you know, and for those people that seem like, oh, it came so easy, like it, like I've learned the hard, expensive way. Like I've gone through stuff in my life, like I shared with you guys and like the tools I've learned that I've had to go through, like it took me a little bit longer. And so that was something that looking back, I'm like, if there's something you wanna do, like you have to take that blind leap. Like if you don't think, like it, you get your wings on the way down, like you figure out how to do it. podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. We're back with another long episode, and today I have with me a guest that I'm kind of like, what the hell took so long? I have known this woman for quite some time now and largely copied her journey as she embarked to the great west and moved to SoCal, has a Jeep, originally from Jersey, we're both rock tape homies, and I brought her on today just so you could hear, one, her story, and hear from someone who's on the ground doing the thing, being a PT in the trenches through Rona, making things work, pivoting, shifting, but also, and this is what I love about her, living her best life, 100% doing what it takes to live what she considers to be her best life, which I am biased. I also love because she's in SoCal, but I will let her do that explaining. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my good and old friend, Dr. Megan Helwig. Meg, welcome. Thank you. Dude. I know. This is great. Finally, right? This is great. I don't, it's weird to me because I have known you for so long and you know, you folks listening, I hit her up basically yesterday and I was like holy shit I haven't had you on like what what's going on and she's been gracious enough to, to rearrange the schedule and make some time and is is Trip nearby he is sitting on the chair right next to me <laughs> wondering why I closed the door because there's a possum outside right now <laughs> I love it I love it so I'm gonna pass the mic on over to you for real uh and why don't you because there is like so much story but you want to tell the folks just whatever you want about you like can kind of start at the beginning of like where are you from how you got into pt all right wow where do i start I it's yeah. a lot i know well they all now know both jersey girls right that's right um that's right. born and raised in jersey uh went to um well morris county for any of you guys out there that actually know jersey so not too that's far right. from where shantae was my sister actually mm-hmm. lives in summit where shantae was from so wild i know so was the jock growing up, oldest of five kids, and, um, you know, played every sport. That was basically my identity, and, you know, it kind of still is. Um, it's just something that I love. And, you know, grew up playing field hockey, swimming, golf. Dad was a golf pro, so 
I'm a lefty, but he gave me righty clubs, so I play golf righty. I always joke with him. I'm like, were you just lazy? <laughs> like, you didn't want to teach me righty, or was it just because you only had righty clubs? That's so funny. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, first car I did have in high school was a Jeep. Got away from it, and then back to the Jeep now. The best life. Oh, yeah. So... Um, ended up going to Villanova and was on scholarship there to play field hockey, um, which was absolutely awesome. Loved it until my sister ended my career scoring the winning goal on me in the Big East finals. She was on full ride at UConn. Um, so I joke, we kept it in the family, um, but was actually a finance major. So graduated and was working in New York city in finance. Um, miserable sitting at a desk all day, like literally falling asleep at my desk and people would like walk by and I was like, I can't help it. I can't stay awake. Um, you know, and I ended up getting hurt. I started, I signed up for a triathlon and was training for a half Ironman and could not run getting off the bike. And my knee locked up and a girl was like, Oh, go see this ART guy. He'll take care of you. Like three sessions. My knee felt great. I was like, Oh, um, felt better, was able to keep training, then still had some other issues going on and went and saw a PT in New York city. Um, and it was like a who's who kind of practice, like all these athletes coming in, all these like famous people. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, not realizing there's a whole other world out there of PT. Mm-hmm. Um, but ended up staying, working for the law firm in the city and went back to school at night because I had to take all of the sciences. I never took undergrad. Wow, so Megan. yeah, had to go out back, bio, chem, physics, anatomy, all those classes. So took me a year or so to do that. Um, and then applied to PT school because I knew I was like, I cannot sit at a desk the rest of my life. Holy smoke. Yeah. Megan, was that daunting at all? You were just like, okay, I'm going to go back to school and do all this shit. Like, that's a lot. You kind of like brushed over it, but that's a lot. It was a lot. And it was funny. Like, I remember I moved out of my, like I moved back home after college. Then I moved to Hoboken, was working in the city. Like, oh, this is amazing. I'm going to be parting my butt off and all this stuff going to the city. Like, if you guys really want to know a lot about me, I lasted three days in Hoboken and then I ended up getting sober. So I'm actually 16 years sober right now. Um, So maybe it was a little easier after that because I was just a little more focused. Like the partying scene, that kind of died out. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to train. That was exciting for me. Like, if I look back when I was younger, like, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Like, that's what I wanted to be when I was little. Like, I loved mm-hmm. animals and science, but got away from it and did the whole, you know, thinking that my family w- wanted me to go into finance or go into okay. business. And, you know, I wasn't following my own dreams. And that's what I realized after um, getting sober. I'm like, I need to take care of myself here. Like, what do I really want to do? Um, and that's when I went back and I ended up personal training. Like I remember the week before PT school, a girlfriend of mine had a huge in-home training business. Like she had like 60 clients that she had. What? Yeah. Like ridiculous in-home training business. And she basically said, Hey, my husband's getting transferred to Chicago. Do you want my entire business? And I was like, Oh, like someone's just handing me all these clients right now. Like I was doing the math and I'm like, this is amazing, but I'm supposed to start PT school next week. And I was already in all set up and I was like really torn because I had almost gone into like medical sales before that. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up just taking five of the clients Um, and those five clients I was able to work around. They were like all in a row driving wise, like this loop. 
and then not far off the loop to get to grad school. Um, so I kept them and trained them all through grad school to pay my rent. Holy so I was like, all right, this works for now. This, I didn't know this. Folks, you folks listening, I didn't know this part of Megan's story. <laughs> It, it makes sense, though. Like, one of the things I really admire about you is that you do what you got to do to make things work. And I never feel like you're ever... They, I, I do not feel like you feel inconvenienced. I watch some things and I'm like, immediately, no, I would not do that. And Megan's <laughs> like, it's fine. And I'm like, what? Like, you are just... You go with the flow. Is this just how you... Do you feel that you go with the flow or you don't even notice? Like what... what I think I just do. Like like something gets put in front of me and it's just like, no matter what, you get it done. Like, and I think that's how I looked at just like, I was a swimmer. Like we swam two Mm -hmm. to four hours a day, like staring at a black line on the bottom of the pool. Like you get mentally strong. It gets freaking boring doing that um, for years on end. So I really like attribute, like my sisters and I were talking about it. Like the qualities you gain playing sports, but also like, swimming you're in your own head that whole yeah. time like that could be a dangerous place <laughs> yeah um so i think that kind of just taught me to like you know i'm not i i am anti i, I hate confrontation um mm-hmm. but when i need mm-hmm. to i do um but i think those are just some of the things that just helped me get through it all like it was interesting so anyone struggling out there like i've always been one that falls asleep all the time you guys are learning so much about me right now like <laughs> tmi totally maybe but I, I kept in grad school i would fall asleep and like guys in my class would throw crap at me and like make of fun of me and i'm like i literally couldn't stay awake like my history teacher in high school would say like he would ring a bell over my head like, and he would reenact. He was like one of those reenactors. Like he would reenact all the wars. Like it wasn't boring. Yeah. I just couldn't stay awake. And it wasn't until grad school, they wanted to kick me out. They're like, you don't care. Why are you paying the money Wow. to go to PT school when you don't even stay awake? And that's when I went to, I went to a therapist and they're like, oh, you have ADD. And they're like, you're just not interested. So you fall asleep. And I'm like, I really don't think it's that. But they gave me Adderall and it was amazing. Um, okay. I was wired, couldn't sleep for like three days straight, and then finally settled in, Um, got me through. But then I finally did a sleep study because I was like, something's Mm -hmm. not right. I was like, I don't have ADD. Um, I just can't stay awake and ended up I have narcolepsy. Did a sleep study, and it was funny. I went back to all the kids at my class. I was like, see? Yeah. I have an excuse. Assholes. Yeah. Um, no one in the PT program was like, Hey, maybe you should get this checked out, ma'am. Like they thought I like, didn't care. They're like, why are you sleeping through every class? I was like, I can't help it. I want to. Then one teacher's like, you need to stand in the front of the room for the whole class. I'm like, I'm not going to be that girl standing in front of the class. Were you ever disenchanted by the PT model? Like one of the things that I see now, and I don't know if it's changed because of Rona. I really don't know. I am a bit out of touch. I feel like, but for a bit, there's people that were like, should I even go to PT school? Should I even become a PT? From the from like you, this is a second career for you. Were you ever disenchanted by the model where you were ever like, hey, these PTs didn't even think to like send me for sleep studies or you were just like, I'm going through, I'm going to do this and become a PT. I don't care what everyone else is doing. Like I knew all along I didn't want to do half the other stuff we learned in PT school. Like yeah. I knew I was going to work with my athletes and I just had to get through Mm-hmm. the PT school. Like if people ask me that now, and if, if PT schools are still the way they were when I went back in 2006 to 2009, like I would say, don't go yeah. type of thing. I feel bad, but hopefully they're mm-hmm. more functional now. Hopefully they're more integrated. Hopefully they're teaching them to get outside of the box because literally like 
the stuff, like I had this talk actually this weekend with a guy that took one of my courses and he's, um, doing a fellowship now and like always taking courses and learning so much. He's like, I can't believe people don't want to learn after PT school. I'm like, everything I use every day isn't what I learned in PT school. It's all the stuff afterwards. Like what I learned in PT school is just not to kill someone. And like, you know what, what range of motion is this joint supposed to have? Like, Mm -hmm. Dude. Yeah. Can you talk a bit more about that, Megan? Because so I want to kind of summarize you again, nose to the grindstone. One, you've got the sleep study, realize like, hey, this is what's going on. But you push through PT school, you graduate. Did you go and take all these other courses? Like what did life look like for you as an as a new a new grad PT? So when I, I was lucky, I actually did two rotations within the same system, which I didn't know if that was allowed or not, (laughs) um, at Atlantic health in Morristown. So I did one, like my first one was acute care, but then my, my last one, which I was at was outpatient ortho sports. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I loved it because there was two guys there. Um, and one of the other girls that, well, a bunch of them are all still there that I love that are still close friends, but there was two guys that were there that were just like on top of all the new stuff. They were teaching a bunch of like, I forget the name of the courses they were teaching before. Um, but just very functional out of the box. And I was like, I want to learn from them. Like, Okay. amazing. And the day I took the job, cause I got offered the job out of school, they both gave notice and left. And I was like, oh, "Oh." and like, I was just like, really? Like the whole reason I took this job was so I could learn from them. And, you know, everyone else there, like it was all like the stereotypical and some of the other aspects of the place. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was, you know, the two, three patients an hour, 20 plus patients a day, so many just post-op, Medicare, charity care, all this stuff. I'm like, I did it in the beginning. Um, because I was like, you know, it's going to be good experience. It's, I know this whole network of people. There were some good connections there. I love the other people. So I did it. And I mean, it was a great job out of school and it was, I ended up staying for six, almost seven years. Damn. Uh, but the biggest thing, what you, what you said before is, you know, I was able to, I don't want to say the word work it, but mm-hmm. I basically told them because um, back then they actually did give decent money for continuing ed, um, but that kept getting cut with all the different changes. Um, I basically was able to tell them, hey, if I take this course, we can market it um, and then it's going to bring in clients. Like what? Because ART was so expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I ended up having them pay for like three or four of those courses. Um, yeah. So I got full body ART certified because my boss at the time, he was a triathlete and he, I treated him all the time. He was more business and not a PT. He was just more Mm -hmm. corporate as my boss and he saw the benefit of it. So he's like, yep, whatever courses you want, you can take them. Um, so I was like, love it. All right. So I, I I use that to be able to get, you know, full body ART because that's what worked on me. So Mm -hmm. I was going to say that that was your story. That was my story. So I was like, I knew that was the first course I wanted to take. And I knew ART gave students a discount. So I took two courses within the first six months of graduating just so I could get the $500 off the course. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, so that's kind of how it started for me. 
Um, and then the next thing I was like, oh, they wanted to bring in a golf program and they knew I loved golf. So I was like, all right. So they paid for me to take the TPI course. So mm -hmm. that was my first hello to California. Cause I was like, oh, ah. TPI is based out of San Diego. I'm going to have to go out to San Diego for this course. It was 2010 in January in New Jersey. And there was a, like a freaking blizzard. I'm like, I need to get on this no flight. Brainer. I was like, I need to get on this flight. Um, no came out here, like loved it. Even though it was raining out here, like the one week yeah, in January, January. Um, yeah. rained. And I was like, it still like kind of felt like home. I kind of explored a little bit, but not much. Um, but I met some cool people in the golf industry. And actually the one guy that runs TPI, he actually took an assistant pro golf job under my, like my dad was the assistant pro. My dad left. This guy took the job. So he was like, oh. when I was there, he's like, any chance your dad's Russ? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yes. it was just small world. One of those small world things. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of my introduction to TPI. And I just, I stayed in touch with all those guys and started traveling around the country the next couple of years to take all of the medical track um, for SFMA, okay. TPI yeah. um, and their fitness track and their, um, well, the regular one, fitness, junior, and medical. If someone was to say to you, Megan, you don't need to take all this. Like, why are you taking so many certifications? Like, you, why, why did you take all of these? So I knew I wanted to work with golfers and I needed to understand the, like, I needed to learn more. As a new grad, like, yeah, mm -hmm. we know the body, but it was so cookie cutter. Like, someone yeah. comes in for a knee, I was looking at the knee. I was mm -hmm. like, no, I, I knew in my heart and my gut there was more to it all. Um, yeah. so I think that's, and I just learned over the years that I'm very, um, empathetic, uh, yes. intuitive type of things. Like I would just get feelings about certain mm -hmm. things and I just knew, okay, I need to learn all of this about the body. But I also, cause the great part was TPI, their medical track is SFMA. Yeah. So I'm like, I need some type yeah. of system, like something yeah. to help. I don't use it all every day. Actually I use it every day, but not just straight up yeah. SFMA. Like I, mm -hmm. I've made, I've made my own system basically over the years. Um, but I knew I wanted to work with golfers. And when I was still in New Jersey, I had convinced them to let me go, um, part-time and still, wow. still keep my benefits. <laughs> um, yeah. so I went three days a week, like three longer days. And those other two days I opened up in a country club at Baldishall, um, which Baldishall, get out. Is a okay. well-known familiar name. Yes. Yeah. A well-known. Um, and I, I grew up there. My grandparents remember there. And, um, so it was nice to kind of be back and I was doing their golf performance and treating there. I was only there for like, like half a year before I ended up having my bike crash. Um, oh. and then that was 2011 or 12 and I shattered my shoulder and I was out of work for like I don't know. That crash happened in August and I wasn't allowed and fully cleared to go back until January. Holy smokes. Yeah. Wait, I want to back it up a second. The job at Baltusrol, how did you get that? So there was a guy, Angelo Scarpetti, who was a PT in Bernardsville, who was also running the performance there, who I had been in touch with through TPI. Um, oh, so we had met, we had met all through the golf industry and, um, my dad being one of the top, yeah. top pros in New Jersey, and he used to be the president of the PGA um, for New Jersey. Um, he was great friends and 
you know, basically a lot of the pros in New Jersey were all assistants under my dad over the years. So I had, I had this huge connection, um, Mm -hmm. in the golf world, um, that I just wasn't tapping into. And I was like, I really need to tap into this. Like, this is what I love to do. And, but then after I got my little taste of San Diego in the back of my head, I was like, that's where I want to be. I don't want to burn these bridges and start stuff and then leave them. So I was really torn with that. So I ended up leaving Baldershaw. They were going through some changes, um, with the fitness center and who was running it and how they wanted it to be, which was totally fine. Um, I went back and then eventually I opened up my own little office. I was scared to death. So for any of you guys out there that want to do it, but you're like, I don't know if it will work. You know, I went per diem. So then I eventually mm-hmm. went per diem and was able to keep the Cobra or whatever insurance um, and took a leap of faith and opened up in a small CrossFit gym, um, an office two days a week. This is, this is before... So you folks listening, part of the reason I brought Megan on is because I want you, like I said in the little intro, I want you to hear from someone that's on the ground and still very much in love with PT and and hear her story. And for those of you that are thinking about going to PT or you're in PT school or you're new in your career, this is like there's someone doing this that did, you know, someone has done this and is still very much in love and enjoying this side of thing. Megan still runs a clinic, runs her own clinic. Megan's still treating. Megan's still doing all the golf stuff and we'll get into that, but to me, it's really inspiring to hear this and just kind of like comforting to hear it too, because like, you know, I'm so removed from that, yeah. from that side of things, that part of my life, but hearing this and like hearing this story, I'm like, holy shit, it adds on itself and, and all these things that you're doing you. So you started a treating out of a gym, but like before that was a thing, what, give me a time frame, Megan. Oh, well, when, when did we move out here? So I think I moved out here 2016, so mm-hmm. 15, 14. Around then, because I didn't start CrossFit, I think, until around 2014 or so, 14 okay. or 15. Um, and it was it was funny. The, I was still working for the hospital because we were the sponsor for some CrossFit event. And so we were the medical that were there. So I volunteered to go. And I see these people doing these workouts. And I'm like, I can do this. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and so, of course, I get stupid competitive. And there was this was like a series. There was going to be like four different events. And then the finals were at the Jersey Shore. Um, and so one of the girls that I worked with, she was like new grad, just comes in, beautiful, in great shape. And she's doing it. I'm like, I have to beat her. Um, so the competitive side in me comes out and I sign up for some scale division. I'm like reverse curling for these cleans. <laughs> I have no clue what I'm doing. Thank goodness. Some of them were like the running wads I got destroyed on. Not that bad. Cause wow. I was, I was actually doing triathlons back then. So yeah. I was like, you're triathlon. Back then, you're yeah. My running was okay. Um, but didn't even know. So I ended up getting, um, one of the doctors there, this orthopedic surgeon and I like hit it off. We're talking, and he's like, just go see my coach a couple times. Um, and cause I needed someone to teach me how to do pull-ups. I'm like, I don't even know how to do like keeping, wow. keeping pull-ups. Yeah, keeping pull-ups. Yeah, totally. That was like my introduction to CrossFit. And then next thing you know, I'm at a comp where that coach is and some guy comes up to me and he was tall and intimidating and massive tattoos. He's like, I know you. I'm like, no, I'd remember you. Um, <laughs> ends up, Long story short, we start talking. He owns a gym. We become great friends. We are sitting at Whole Foods eating burger and fries on like greasy 
paper, like brown paper bag. And we end up coming up with the name Primal Strength that night. And he's like, you're going to open up your own office. You can do this. Like you need to leave your other job. Um, and just gave me that little nudge that, you know, maybe I was too scared myself, but that little nudge has now snowballed into like these big moves, um, that I don't know if he knows the impact he had that night at Whole Foods, but dude, I love hearing this. I'm so glad that one, your memory is remarkable. (laughs) If someone asked me, I'd be like, I don't know. I kind of did this one thing. Then I was, then I don't know that you remember these details. This is in my opinion, it's, there's so much value in hearing someone's story. And, you know, I started this podcast so that people could hear from other people who are doing the thing. And I love just how detailed you are in recounting this. I think that we this offers us the opportunity from both sides of things, whether if you're like a new grad or you're starting your career or whatever, you're, you don't even care, you're in the middle of your career, you can see hope and possibility. But then on the flip side, you can see you know that ripple effect that you have by just believing in somebody. Mm-hmm. Like that guy changed your life you know i know there's a lot of people in that along the journey that that did that and had their 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 impact but that's amazing and it was funny there's a guy so the little office i was in like in hoboken like loved it was back one block from where i used to live when i had first graduated and there was a guy upstairs and it was um why am I drawing a blank on his name now? Of course, I'm going to draw a blank um, when we're trying to talk about this. So there's a chiropractor upstairs and he ends up, his wife needs, Diane Sanfilippo. Have you, she's, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Balance mm-hmm. bites and all yeah, that. Like the food person online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. her husband was chiropractor and they both went to the gym and he was ART and we'd connect all the time and he was right upstairs and they had to move to California. So the space was open and that's how I got the office. So at the one year mark, they were like, okay, your lease. No, I did a six months. And they're like, okay, we want you to sign a two month, two year lease. And I was just like, uh, in my head, I knew I wanted to go to California. So I was like, crap. Sure. Um, Dr. Scott Mills. So Scott Mills, he was there. So next thing you know, I tell them, I'm like, sorry, I'm moving to California. Um, Damn. But I think before that is when we met, you came, yeah. you had already moved, right? And did you fly back to Jersey to teach that ta- the, the rock tape course in New York? I'm trying to think what year it was because I'm literally trying to think if I taught it before I moved because I moved out here in June of 2016. Okay, yeah. So it was before that then. Yeah. Yes, so we're I think both I, mean, still I was teaching in New York. There. Yeah. You were teaching there. Yeah. It was in the basement of that one in New York City. Uh-huh. Like With a loud-ass thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the spear. Yep. Uh, that's like the stomping grounds. That's where Perry, that's where I took my course with Perry. That's where I co-taught with Perry. Yep. And then. And I met Perry I met through NKT. And Perry oh, and I took NKT together. And he's like, NKT is going to take off. Like, we're going to need instructors. And they wanted me to teach. And in my head, I'm like, I can't teach. Like, no. Like, I, like for all you guys out there, like. I was that girl that would go mute and break out in hives if I even had to give an in-service. Like, to like the, my coworkers, my friends, I couldn't. And so Shantae had then reached out to me after, I guess, you had already moved, right? You were out here uh, by probably. then. Yeah, and I was – because I moved out here October. September, oh, yeah, so October just right before. 2016. Yeah, so right before. Yeah. Um, right before right before so you had reached out to me and you're like have you ever thought about teaching and in my head I said f no but for some reason yes came out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) like you asked me like because I the fear 
And like the immediate like stomach and chest pain, I think I probably had when you asked for that. <laughs> chest pain. <laughs> because the thought of having to talk in front of people, I'm like, I can't do that. I go mute. But for some reason, pain. it came out. <laughs> yeah. And then Ethan was like, okay, you're going to come toe teach. And he didn't tell me what part. He's like, okay, go ahead up. You can just teach right now. And I'm like, I don't. Yo, that's, that's rock tape. It's to be throwing you into the fire. And like, that was maybe 20 minutes. And now looking back on it, he's like, yeah, you need a little work. Um, but next thing you know, they're like, yeah, here you go. Here's your schedule. I'm like, holy crap. And you fake it till you make it on that one. Dude, um, such a, th- a <laughs> common theme coming up here of just trying it. Yep. Like, you've you've kind of glossed over it, so I want to really highlight. Like, you've done so much and taken, maybe it didn't feel like chances to you. I, I don't know, but there's definitely a common theme here of like, all right, I'm going to try this. All right, I'm going to try this. Like, whether it's something as tangible and tactical as, uh, you know, CrossFit or you opening up your own, your own, your own space mm-hmm. within CrossFit, or these just taking different jobs. For you folks listening, your first job will not be your last job. If take nothing else from Megan's story, like, <laughs> you're allowed to switch and move around and figure out what fits best. Yeah. But you you took chances. How did how did California happen, Megan? Well, so that first course when I took TPI was the mm-hmm. first one. Then I yeah. like met a couple people out here. And then I kept finding myself every year, if I'm looking for continuing ed courses, I'm like, what do they have in San Diego? Um, Mm -hmm. And so I ended up just coming back out here several times um, to take the other Titleist courses. And then when I had my bike crash, a friend of mine, he got deployed and he lived in Carlsbad. And he's like, why don't you go stay at my house for three weeks? Because I couldn't couldn't work. So I came out here for three weeks and I was like, that was in my triathlon, like Ironman days. Because my last Ironman was... um, 2014 and I was like I could live out here year round and like every year I'd come out and every year I would cancel my flight on the way home I'd call Mm -hmm. work and tell them I can't make it back (laughs) to the point by the third year of this happening my coworkers would be like Megan will you just stay and quit and I was like no I have to come back home I have to do it properly I have to give two weeks notice and have to you know figure it all out but So I just kept coming out here and I knew every time I landed at the airport and started driving north, I'm like, this is home. Yeah. So I just finally, you know, I was out here one more time visiting. My dad came out with me and we were going to road trip to my sister's in Arizona. And I dropped in a gym in Carlsbad and there was a guy sitting there with a Villanova shirt on and they had just won the national championship. I'm like, oh, I went to school there. And he's like, oh, me too. And we started talking and we were working out. And next thing you know, he's holding his wrist and I'm like, I couldn't help it. I'm like, what's wrong with the wrist? I'm a PT. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's like, uh, it's fine. It's to be fine. And he kept holding it. I'm like, I actually do have my California license because I want to move out here. Um, Damn, you're on it. And so, yeah, yeah. So I ended up, there was a table in the back because another PT used to come in every once in a while and I treated him and he was like, wow. He's like, no one's ever looked at it the way you do. He's like, this was totally different because I think I looked yeah. at, I asked him about his jaw. I asked him about like, not just his wrist. Yeah. Um, and so ends up, he used to travel to New Jersey all the time. Um, so when he would come to Jersey was four blocks from my office. I'm like, what are the chances? So we would, we stayed in contact and I would treat him because I used to dry needle in New Jersey when we were allowed. So I would needle him Mm -hmm. and stuff when I was in Jersey and we'd train or whatever. And then I finally, he's like, well, you know, I am one of the owners of the gym and we would love to have you out here. And you know, you could treat out of the gym. And I was like, like right there, I was like, that's my in. 
to start. So I ended up taking a per diem job when I moved out here downtown, like 25, Mm -hmm. 30 minutes away. So I knew there wouldn't be a conflict of interest when I left there. Smart woman. Um, So I did that two or three days a week um, while I was trying to build up at the gym. But the gym I was at up there, it was... The back room wasn't the prettiest. It was like a closet. Mm-hmm. I was literally in a dirty closet. Um, but the gym, we outgrew the space and they built a new, um, we found like 8,000 square foot gym and they're like, do you want us to build you a room? And so they built me out a room when we moved uh, like three years ago. Wow. Megan. Yeah. Megan, you again, I want to highlight this for you folks listening. One, I'm going to steal from one from that movie V for, v for Vendetta. There's no such thing as coincidences, only mm-hmm. the appearance of coincidences. All this stuff, it's like, oh, is it the right place, the right time? Or is it that Megan asked? And, uh, you know, I'm, th- I'm looking back on just like why I try and remember like why I reached out to you. I, I definitely remember you from the class and having social media conversations and things like that. But clearly how you present yourself, how you show up, how you engage, how you connect with people is memorable. And, you know, makes people want, want to continue conversations, continue uh, friendships, relationships with you. But putting yourself out there and taking the chance and giving yourself permission to do different things and jump around and change your mind. I think that one of the reasons that I got into PT was because I thought it would afford me that flexibility. I didn't really have any like intention of, like I don't know, maybe doing a lot with it. But I'm, I'm listening to your story and I'm like, Megan did it. Megan was like, I could do per diem here so that I can eat even if I don't love it <laughs> and that allowed me to move and you know, even when you were at home and doing pretty I'm like I could still have insurance with things that allows me to have this other job you folks listening to this again I don't want to be insensitive I don't really know what the job market is like out there but understand that you do have options when it when all you know everything is said and done that you are able to choose different things it's okay to make these choices. It's okay to jump around. Your first job will not be your last job. It is okay to go and chase your happiness. This is just remarkable. So you're in California now. What does that look like? How are you treating? What's going on? I mean, so when I was driving out, I remember I road tripped with my dad, packed up the truck, drove across the country in the Jeep. Not not a comfortable drive. Um, <laughs> nope, there's not. Yeah. Nope. But um, I already had a couple of the guys through TPI like, hey, I have clients for you. So I started seeing people in their homes. I had my portable table. I was going to their houses, seeing a few of my golfers, and there's still some of my clients today, Um, like my original clients, why I was doing downtown. Um, And then eventually, once I could realize I could leave downtown and still make it all work, um, you know, because for me, I will not sacrifice certain things. Like for me, it's my training, my working out, because that's kind of my sanity. Like I need to have those things. Um, And when I got the space at the gym, you know, like now I'm in the gym, I have no excuse. Um, Yeah, you're there. Yeah. And then (laughs) I had the luxury of like you reaching out to me because you were, I remember you said something on the phone, like to the extent of, you know, you, you think a little bit the way I do, like a little more functional with things like Dr. Perry, we were all kind of Mm -hmm. on that same plane Um, and rock tape really let me leave that per diem job um, because then that was the other income while I was still building my practice. Rock tape. It is a company that, that for those that take advantage of it in a good way, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, it gives us wings. Yeah. So for those of you, go ahead, Megan. Yeah. I was saying for anyone, like 
I was scared to death to talk in front of people. And then next thing you know, I'm traveling the country teaching. And I remember booking a course back at my old job and coming in and they're like, who's the instructor? I'm like, I am. They're like, no, 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 no. Who is the instructor? I'm like, I am. They're like, you can't talk in public. And when I came, they were all shocked. Like I just grew, like when you find something you're passionate about and what you love, like it's not a job. Like I had yeah. no problem. I was a little nervous because you're talking to your own peers like mm-hmm. that you worked with um, and I'm supposed to be teaching them and they're like 20 years experience. And I'm like, yeah. I'm the newer person teaching. Um, but it was something that I never knew that I would actually love teaching. Yeah. So, so happy. Megan has become the female face of, of rock tape. And that's part of the reason I brought her on. I wanted her to just, you know, be talking about what's going on because I'm, I'm no longer with rock tape, but just to be hearing what's going on, what did that look like moving forward? What are your experiences? But I, I continue to be so floored, excited. I'm not sure by your story and just how it exemplifies the fact that you can build the life you want. Like, and it's also amazing to me, Megan, how much stuff you've done. I'm like, <laughs> are you 57,000 years old? Like literally I'm like, Megan's at least 90. Like I am old. So, but you're not like, you've done <laughs> so much and continue to make these choices to, to make you happy. Like, I love that you're like, there's certain things that I will not sacrifice, you know, your happiness, your, your, your physicality or your working out being at, the, at and, the top of that. You know, and for those people that seem like, oh, it came so easy. Like it, like I've learned the hard, expensive way. Like I've gone through yeah. stuff in my life. Like I shared with you guys and, you know, anyone else that's ever struggling with stuff, you can always reach out to me. Um, but like the tools I've learned that I've had to go through, like it took me a little bit longer. Like one of my other girlfriends, she yeah. moved out here four years sooner than I did. I just kept getting mm-hmm. in relationships and I was like, maybe this is the one I have to stay. And then mm-hmm. it wasn't. I was like, I should have gone. Um, but same thing, like PT wise and job wise, like where I'm at now, like, you know, like new grads, like learning how to set up boundaries. Like those are all Mm -hmm. things we all learn the hard way sometimes, you know? And, um, I've realized now what's truly important to me. Like you have, and I, I'll I'll never forget the day, I think, because you were coming down this way to get Rupert, right? Yes. Down this way. I remember that day Mm -hmm. when you were getting him, like now I have my boy trip, like we're going to the vet tomorrow because we're having some issues, but I will do anything for him. But these are things like my happiness. Like I have a setup where my office is in a gym. I block from two to five, four days of the week, two to five is my time. Um, that is, you know, whether I'm just talking with people around the gym, mobilizing, and then, you know, from three to five, we're working out and I have Mm -hmm. my crew of people that we work out with and that's my time. Um, you know, so, but my rest day Thursdays, yes, I'll be available between two and five, you know, for people that can't Mm -hmm. come at those other hours. So there is one day that they can come or I'll stay one other day a week at five 30. And I have two, two hour slots open in the evening for my evening people that can't come during the day. So I make it work, but it's like, there's certain things that I will not sacrifice because I'm not going to be the best PT if I'm not happy because I'm not doing stuff for myself. This is... There's just so much in your story and and how you're living your life that's, in my opinion, so important, especially for other females to hear. Like, you put you first. You're making your life what you want it to look like. You're there's 
a little bit of I don't know I don't know if the right word was piecemealing, but at one point in time, yes, piecemealing, and that's fine. Like mm-hmm. this is there's no that is in my opinion the best part about physical therapy is that there is no one right path. It does afford you so many options and so much flexibility. And I want to encourage everyone to take advantage of that. Ideally, with Rona, it slows people down to the, for the, them so that they can be like, is this what I want to be doing? Is this how I want to be doing it? No? Then let's work to change something. I'm really glad that you brought this up, that, that, that like it hasn't been easy. Like Megan t- told the story very fast and said like it kind of <laughs> she doesn't seem like faced by things, but it's going to be a lot of work. She's saying that she was driving around doing in-home visits, doing in-home visits on the East Coast, doing in-home visits with you know the clients while she was in PT school, coming out here doing kind of the concierge thing as well. Like, yeah, it's going to be a lot of work, but you can make this life whatever you want it to be. What what happened during Rona? And you? that's and it's funny because I feel like when we go through things, it's almost like the every like five to seven year mark, it's like you start questioning things. Are you happy? Where are things at? And that's where I'm at when, so that was when I moved out here because what I started treating 2009, moved out here 2016. So that was a seven year mark. Like I needed the change. Mm-hmm. Moved mm-hmm. out here 16, 17, 18. I'm at that like four and a half year mark. COVID hits, you know, I'm having one of my best years, um, full schedule teaching, And then all of a sudden realizing, okay, what happens? And go back, rewind a year before that. um, I remember hearing Danny Matea say, um, you know, his whole story about teaching getting taken away from him and then losing 50% of his income. And I was like, oh crap, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I had joined the mastermind, gone through all that, made some changes in there, um, learned the hard way an expensive way because masterminds mm-hmm. aren't cheap that, you know, I don't do well in huge, huge crowds. I need more mm-hmm. one-on-one. Like I do better with a one-on-one coach when I need work. Yeah. And you just have to learn what works best for you. Um, and that's what works best for me. But I was at that point and Rona hit and our gym fully shut down. Um, everything's canceled teaching wise. I'm like, Oh, this yeah. is going to be interesting. Like fully shut down for two months. Like thankfully I had savings and you know, I'm grateful I have no debt. You know, these are things that were made the stress maybe a little less. Yeah. Um, but thank God Rock Tape was able to pivot and started having the virtual courses. I'm like, how the heck are we going to teach a course through Zoom? You know, but <laughs> we made it work. For the people that took it, everyone was shocked and it was great. In the beginning, like people were in their pajamas in Hawaii at five in the morning Why I'm teaching, like didn't want to turn the cameras on. Um <laughs> But we ended up having fun and I actually really enjoyed it probably because I didn't have to travel and I got a and mm-hmm. yeah, tri- absolutely. trip was with me the whole time in the office. So I got to have my little dude with me. Um, I love it. But like, thank goodness at that because my treating went to nothing. Like I ended up losing a ton of clients, just yeah. anyone that lost their jobs, any of my older clients weren't comfortable coming in. Some of the people with like autoimmune, they're like, I don't feel safe coming in. Cause we didn't know what we were dealing with back then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, so it's been slow ramping up. I still haven't seen some of my clients anymore. Like there's been a, a change you can kind of say. Um, yeah, but I was super lucky with, you know, I have a demographic of clients where I'm trying to get back to my golfers. Cause that's just what I love. Like yeah. my office is in a CrossFit gym, which doesn't really match seeing the demographic of golfers. Um, 
And I have, you know, people are funny out here. They're like, your office is too far away. I'm like, it's 20 minutes. They're like, that's too far. That's too far. In their bubble, it's too far from their bubble. And so I have far. a ton of clients that are like, if you were just a little bit closer, I would refer all my friends to you. Um, and one of my clients was like, texting me. She's like, call me right away. And I was like, this is weird. And I called her. She's like, I'm at my acupuncturist and they have a space that's perfect for you. I feel like it's totally right up your alley. And then I had another friend was like, hey, do you know this acupuncturist? Like, I feel like you guys would be a good fit. Like in the same week twice like this guy's name came up so I reached out to him and he actually has an extra room um and it's five minutes from my house um in the exact demographic I wanted to be in um 25 minutes south of the office I was in um so last week was my first day there um so I'm going to just do one day a week in this new office which is my total target demographic um I could see the water if you step outside. Oh. It's right on the 101 in Del Mar. Okay. Um, so I'm like, hey, this isn't too bad. Megan, can you tell me a little bit about the level of self-trust you have? Like, it sounds like based on the things that, you know, you just said about the, even it's the Rona story and like, if things came crashing down, what are you going to do? Like, are you just of the school of thought? You're just like, you know what? I, I trust myself. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Like I, like if I had to, like, I don't want to, I don't ever want to work for anyone ever again. Yeah. <laughs> like after working for myself and being my own boss, like I know I could always go back and work for someone else and make some money. Like, mm-hmm. but that's not what I want to do. So I will do anything in my power to be able to keep being my own boss. Um, so I love it. Yeah. So that was one of the things where, you know, I, you know, me, I'm not great with tech. I'm not great when it comes to the business <laughs> no, side no, behind things. Like, so it's so funny. Like I learned hard lessons. I didn't qualify for that much PPP because of the way I had my business organized mm-hmm. um, and my paperwork and my documentation and, and like on the business side of stuff, not patient yeah. paperwork. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't qualify for a ton of stuff. I did get a big loan, which they have super low interest rates. So I'm like, you know what? took that. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, those were lessons. So all of that stuff is in the works now of getting changed, you know, I learned the hard way on it. Um, but then also rock tape was great with pivoting. So then I, they're like, Megan, write a course on, you know, golf and rock tape stuff or like Mm -hmm. PT. And, you know, for me, and you've talked about this many a times, I was so fearful of the stupid imposter syndrome. Like I'm basically merging what I do every day. Exactly. You're doing it anyway. What I do every day, it's my TPI stuff merged with SFMA, merged with all the rock tape tactics and all different mobility stuff. I'm like, I'm just putting it all together, but I was so fearful I was going to get in trouble for doing that. And they're like, no, do it. I'm like, okay, I know everything I want to say, mm-hmm. but now you, I have to make a PowerPoint presentation? Like you need me to do tech <laughs> stuff? <laughs> that was the more, that was the most like paranoid and stressed I was, was more about making the PowerPoint slides. Um, this chick. I know. I just, I just want to hire someone to just do that part for me. I like just the talking and the doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, but that's something. So they're editing that now, which I'm excited about because it's basically a five-hour course of all these different screens for golfers. And then I give you all the different tactics, depending on what you find in the screens of how you would treat I love for them. I love it. it kind of I love it. Combines everything together in one. It's like, 
Yep. So it's all virtual. This is not in person. No, it's all going to be, it's going to be on the FMT plus platform. Um, Amazing. Hopefully in the next month or two. Um, FMT is fully up and live. Can I link that in the show notes? And can Courtney link that in the show notes or is that not? F- no, FMT plus is. So FMT okay, plus cool. is up there. I think uh, Tony Mikla's course is already up there. Um, awesome. So each week I think they're dropping um, all the instructors courses like as they are getting it done. So all the, like the taping, the blades, the cupping is all on there. Um, already on there and you just don't get the live experience where you can interact. Okay. Yeah. So that's fine. Everyone, everyone learns differently. Some people rather be able to watch it a little bit, go do it, come back, push play, you know, go at your own speed, which is the cool part. Ah. One of the things that I kind of want to like, I don't know, use this like a random, a, a, a corny segue of going at your own speed Megan, I think that every, all, of, all of Megan's story is so much permission to go at your own speed. I love that you keep saying, it's like, I learned the lesson. You, you've like given yourself permission to <laughs> learn lessons, even if it's the hard way. I think that... And you always usually laugh at me and roll do, your eyes and it's I'm great. Like, here she goes. Yep, here she goes again. But, but it's how Megan operates. I don't know if you folks have seen that movie, You, Me, and Dupree. <laughs> but in it, Owen Wilson, he ta- he like goes in and he gives a speech to like, this young class, like the young kids. And he talks about how the speech will land with, you know, certain pods. Like certain people, maybe one person in that class, one kid in that class, it'll land with them. And for me, and like every time I do a podcast, I'm kind of like, what's the overarching theme here? I go in with something and oftentimes I come out with something else. And I, I really believe that the story, your story and everything that you sh- you're sharing with us this far, it's important for someone out there to hear. I think that especially as a female, as a woman, you kind of are told, whether it's by society or implicitly, whatever, you're supposed to follow this path. You're supposed to do this on this time frame. You're not supposed to make any mistakes. You're supposed to have all your shit like directly mm-hmm. in order. You're supposed to be good at these things. You're supposed to be have your all your ducks in a row. You're supposed to pick one job, stick with it, just... Your life is like planned out. And then here comes Megan. It's being like, you have permission to do whatever. You have permission <laughs> to make expensive mistakes. You have permission to, to take a long time. And I, I don't want to say long time in a pejorative sense. I'm just like, it's okay. However long it takes, let Megan's story be testament that like, it's okay. It's okay. And we can always start over. Like I will never forget. I was dating someone before I moved out here. And in the back of my head, like he wasn't going to move out here because he couldn't dry needle out here. Like that was his, he was a dry needling instructor. That was the main part of his practice. And he basically looked at me. He's like, Megan, you need to go because if you don't go, Mm -hmm. you will always regret it and you will resent me. Um, and so that was something that looking back, I'm like, if there's something you want to do, like you have to take that blind leap. Like if you don't think like you get your wings on the way down, like you figure out how to do it. Like, um, so, and I, I could be like, I could stop and be like, well, all the other girls I took in my NKT class, they're all the head instructors now. Like Mm -hmm. they're all doing this other stuff. They have all these other things. Like I could beat myself up about it because I'm not on that same timeline, but that doesn't do any good. Like it's just all this negative energy. And now like when I was in PT school, I never thought I'd be talking about energy. Never thought I'd be talking Mm -hmm. about like feelings and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm treating my clients, I actually ask them about their feelings. I'll ask them about their thoughts. Like, and they might look at me like I'm crazy. Um, (laughs) but I never thought I would be that type of practitioner now. And I absolutely love it because I've seen just huge changes in people and in myself. Like, I can't, I can't 
let myself sit in that negative energy because it's just so toxic. Can you tell me, I'm I'm cognizant, I'm keeping my eye on the time here, so we'll wrap it up soon, but can you tell me what PT is like for you now? I mean, you're still doing it, so I'm assuming you enjoy it, but what does it look like? You're happy with it? I mean, I would say I'm in a, um, in a, I wouldn't say transition. I did with like right before Rona, like I was burned out again. You know, like I was traveling a ton with the teaching. Yep. Um, yep. And now I'm, I'm putting like, I, if you want to say it, boundaries or whatever, like I would rather stay on the West Coast and teach or get mm-hmm. to go back East to the East Coast, see family and teach, yep. um, set up courses around gyms around here, wherever it may be. Um, motivation now to go more digital. Because yeah. then I don't have to travel now that I have my little dude, my three-legged boy. Yeah, um, I love him. And I might like – so I usually don't like seeing more than five people in a day. Like it's so funny saying, oh, I'm only going to see five people today because I was seeing 20-something people yeah. back. But like for me and my energy, like five one-hour appointments where I'm fully, where I'm fully invested and like right there, like that's my max – Um, I'm playing around with maybe even upping it to six or seven on my one rest day. And just knowing Mm -hmm. that that's my one day, just so I can free up another day for myself. Like, is it worth two more hours of my day just Mm -hmm. so I can have a whole nother day off? Yeah. And that's what you get to do when you're on boss. Like I know tomorrow I have, I think I have one virtual client and one live client and that's it. And I'm like, perfect. Okay. That's what I want tomorrow because yeah. um, I get to go and bring my boy to the vet. Yeah. You just, I love to hear the story of you, this story of you making your life fit, doing things the way that you want to be doing them. It's just something you don't hear. I, I'm thinking back on my own, uh, on this podcast and people that I brought on. And again, like I said, my goal is just, I want people to hear other people hear from other people who are doing the thing and I love that your journey has been so different and you've given people permission to make their journey theirs to make mistakes I love that that it's okay to make mistakes like that is something I don't think has been explicitly said I feel like that's where we learn the most is when we make the mistakes when we just keep getting by like do we learn as much as when we fail I love it Megan permission to make to make mistakes that is I love it. Megan, where do you see, uh, big question here, where do you see PT going? You have any, I mean, you're still in it. You're still treating. Uh, I think it's going to be two worlds. Like literally it's going to be the insurance model, which I don't mm-hmm. even want to know where that's going. And, and mm-hmm. there's still going to be talented PTs there because, you know, I stayed in an insurance model for a while because yeah. it let me live a you're lifestyle right. back then where you're right. I could take hours off just to do my triathlon training. I had great mm-hmm. insurance. So you have people that maybe have families and stuff and they want really good insurance. So they're going to stay in an insurance, mo- like that type of practice. That yeah, provide yeah, yeah. that. Um, but then you're going to see, I think a whole nother world of just like this niche, like cash-based performance PT or whatever that little like focus is on. I think it's going to be like two, I wouldn't say two worlds, but maybe, um, depending on what people want. Like I, it's so funny. You, I did your IG, uh, intensive. I remember we were going over the bio and how we'd like Mm -hmm. reword it. And yeah. I put intuitive practitioner in there and mm-hmm. you were kind of like, no one's going to, um, yeah. 
What the heck is that? Yeah. But it's like, it was so important to me. Like I wanted to say sports performance stuff because you get your athletes that are just like, no, it's mechanical. My knee hurts just yeah. my knee. But it's so funny. I did an Instagram ad maybe two, three weeks ago. And it was about my going to Del Mar, like that post. I mm-hmm. made an ad. Um, but it says on my profile, intuitive practitioner. And yeah. two of the three clients I got from that ad in the past three weeks said the only reason they came to see me is because I had the word intuitive. I love it. And I was like, wow, okay. Like she was going to the PT across the street from me. Like literally I could see this other building for like 10, 15 years on and off. And she's like, it was just cookie cutter and my back would hurt. They'd only work on my back. And it was like always the same thing. And she's like, I needed something different. I love it. Um, So it was just something that was in my gut that I ended up putting in my profile. And then next thing you know, this week I – saw three clients, new clients, just from an Instagram ad. So much permission that Megan is giving, right? Just like try things, do things your way. I keep circling back to it because I think it's huge. Just permission to make mistakes, permission to learn in the way that you learn. So I don't even know if, you know, I don't have to even call it a mistake. Like it's just, just you learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause that was my, maybe my third Instagram ad that I've done. And I don't know if I even got clients from the other two. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know who really even saw them. Who knows what happens when it's on the other side. Um, and just this one alone, three people like within the first week. So I was like, all right, I am, ah, man, Megan, if folks want to learn from you, they want to reach out to you. They want to connect with you. Where can they do that? What do you got going on? So if you're on Instagram, it's primal strength doc D O C. Um, or if it's on just my website, which is a work in progress. So always. yes, it's always work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all my contacts there. So it's primalstrengthpt.com. Um, so Love shoot it. me up on Instagram. You... I know you always, I, how many years have we been saying it's a work in progress? <laughs> exactly. And this is so much permission that you're granting that <laughs> is really important. See, I'm still alive. I'm still surviving. Um. Exactly. It's super important. Like I was going through this, the guest list and like people that I brought on this podcast and I, I try to, you know, make it diverse and people that are doing different things, but I also don't want to give off the like, the story and the story of like, you have to do this way. You have to have things in, in place. You have to like do all this. And it's really, it's really refreshing, Megan, to have you on and just t- for you to be Megan and mm-hmm. let people hear Megan of run this, do this, try this your way, learn from it, be okay with the outcome. You're not going to die. Megan has not died. <laughs> like, if anything, it's... I'm probably in the best shape of my life now because I've made the decisions <laughs> to take care of myself. And if you do follow me, you will see lots of my dog um, because that's my pride and joy right now, my little three-legged boy. Um, But that's our best life, right? It is. And you put pictures up. You have a great view of your place. Like, it's a really refreshing – it's a really SoCal vibe, honestly, just how you are just so chill. Like, Megan would be like, I got to move today. And I'm like, excuse me? And she's like, it's fine. Like, Oh, my God. When you just said that, like – Flashback to PT school. Everyone's like, you're way too serious. Like, you're always so wow. serious. I'm like, wow. Maybe the West Coast is rubbing off. Wow. Wow. That, how it's – wow. I would never have uh, – you're focused on things, clearly. I mean, you said you're the triathlete, your you're swimming background, golf is still a very focused thing, but you're just – you go – you roll with it. You roll with the punches. You figure it out. You make things work. You – you put in the work to make things work. And this is a super valuable story for people 
to hear. And, and also that you're still doing PT. Mm-hmm. Like you haven't left it. You're not like, fuck this profession. Like you're not d- jaded or disenchanted by it. You're still, you're going to keep, keep going with it. Megan? I'm excited. Like this past week, like the change in just the energy of a new office, like that's yeah. what I needed. I was getting a little, not bored or it just wasn't as exciting. Yeah. Um, just new energy, new space, new demographic, new like area in town that I get to explore. Yeah. I'm allowed to bring trip. So that was one of the requirements that he can come with me. Um, so he's in the office. I mean, he's more popular than I am. Everyone's like, I mean, Oh, it's a given. Tell me, it's tell like, me a story. I got Rupert. Nobody cares about me anymore. I know. So it's, that's a given. So for now I'm excited. This is so good. Such a, this is such a great story. I didn't, there's so much of this, that I didn't know. <laughs> but this is so, so good. Just so much permission that you was, was that you've granted people maybe you don't, I'm, I'm gonna keep saying it in case you don't know there's super super important stuff here and i'm grateful for you you sharing all of this yeah with us if anyone's just... scared to do something like either one reach out to me and i'll probably tell you to just do it um unless it's something insane um <laughs> and even then Megan may still i say. might say um yeah it's just to do it like i was the it took me a lot longer like looking back i wish i had taken yeah. that leap sooner but it's my story that's the track i took and you know i'm finally here and yes i miss my family on the east coast but you know what? I don't miss the weather, so I'll stay mm-hmm. out here. <laughs> and you travel back. Yep. Like you, you've made the life so that you can exactly. go and see them and it works out just fine. Yep. So, super dope to hear this, especially in a time where like there is uncertainty and things with Rona and like things are opening back up again. I mean, California was the last to open yep. back up, but it's like you've continued to push through and like there's this there's a lot of hope in this story, Megan, and I'm, I'm grateful for you sharing. I'm grateful for you. Sharing this. Wouldn't probably be here and <laughs> teaching and all that stuff if it weren't for you. So This is wild. I love it. Is there anything, Megan, Dr. Helwig, that you would like to leave the people with? Any statements, comments, anything? No, just one, trust that gut feeling. Do it. Um, and my little slogans, like unlock your potential, like sometimes it might take someone else pulling it out of you. And for me, it was Shantae asking me to teach because I never thought I could do it. And it's one of my biggest passions now. So I'm forever grateful for you for asking me and for, I don't know how yes came out of my mouth, but it did. (laughs) I'm grateful for that. This is Megan. I am so stoked for you. So grateful for you. So proud of you. Like just so so good so thankful for you for taking the time to do this it's like this is like way past megan's bed like that time like it's late i know i'm i go to bed early trip's like so... um mom we didn't go for a walk yet <laughs> this is i'm i'm super grateful for you and and the message that you that you brought today like i said when i when i film when i film this when i record these i go in with a rough idea of what i want to talk about hopefully the message that i want to be delivered and i did not expect it to go in this I had an idea I did not expect it to go in this direction and I'm so grateful for it it's super super important just permission to make mistakes Mm -hmm. permission for things to take time it's all good it's all good so good so good Megan so so good Megan thank you this has been an absolute pleasure and thank you for taking the time thank you for not taking trip on a walk delaying (laughs) the walk arranging your rearranging your schedule to sharing all the things with us thank you I truly truly appreciate thank it. you so much for having me you're so welcome you folks listening to this thank you 
I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, I am, or we are, I should say, both endlessly, endlessly appreciative. As per always, not going to ask for any subscriptions or likes. If you want to leave them, amazing. Uh, reviews, things like that, that's amazing. And I am grateful for all of those that you have already done. Uh, but I will ask, if you liked this episode, if it resonated, if it landed, share this with somebody who you think needs to hear it. Share it with that pod. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Share it with that pod that needs to hear it, that person that needs to hear it. It's okay for it to take longer. It's okay for you to make some mistakes. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Dr. Megan Helwig and Maestro, 